you know, what was interesting is uh, riding a motorcycle actually really reminded me of skiing. Um, so this, you know, forward momentum, you know, nothing in your way, really. Even just like when you find fresh pavement, it's like fresh powder. And, you know, that's exactly what it felt like. And, and the similar feeling, you know, connected to the ground, uh, pushing through turns, weaving, utilizing the terrain to make it more fun. That was really, really appealing. And then I love the challenge that comes with riding a motorcycle. I mean, driving a car is easy. You're, you know, sipping on coffee, you got the AC on, it's it's a no-brainer. Um, we're riding a motorcycle, you're connected with it and you're actually doing something together and you're trying to get from A to B and you have this task at hand. And, and so it feels like a partnership and you feel like a team and things don't always go well and you have to figure out how to get through situations. My name is Kaylin Thorian. I'm from Salt Lake City, and I'm a professional skier, motorcyclist, adventurer, and photographer. My folks were like classic ski bums, and uh, we were living in Idaho, and they used to try and drag me up to the resort to get me to go skiing, and I'd just be kicking and screaming, like, no, 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 I hate it. You know, I had no interest in cold sports. Then I eventually, uh, when I got to high school, I had met some people and had a crush on this guy who was a skier and, and I was like, oh yeah, I totally ski. Like, look how awesome I am. I'll come skiing with you. And thought this was some great ploy to like catch him. And turns out we went skiing and I had so much fun that I ended up ditching him and all his friends and just kept skiing on my own until like the last chair. And from then on out, I was hooked. <laughs> So I didn't grow up ski racing. I didn't have trainers. I wasn't doing it after school every day, anything like that. I'm self-taught, you know, on my own dime, uh, crappy skis, just trying to find a way to even get up to the hill. And so that doesn't exactly scream success. But I, after high school, I moved out to Utah, which is the mecca of skiing, and became a ski bum. So I was making minimum wage, washing dishes, you know, picking up trash, and got to ski every day at Alta. And I was chasing the boys and, you know, chasing everyone who was, who was better and faster at skiing than me, just trying to keep up and quickly got a lot better. And the local photographers and stuff started to take notice. And I started to get asked to come on little photo shoots to ski. And that kind of blossomed from there. And then eventually I landed my first major magazine cover. It's called Powder Magazine. And that's, I was, it's like, I think only four women at the time had only been on it. And I landed a cover of that and that's when my career really took off and I was like oh wow maybe I can actually do this like I could do this as a job and it inspired a lot of confidence in me and I just kept hustling after that sending out emails hitting up sponsors I had you know an inbox full of rejections but a couple people were like yeah we want to work with you and I just kept hustling and kept taking on random night jobs and whatnot to to try and pay for it and finally was able to make a living off of it. Even for me, it was surprising the impact that skiing had because I wanted to just kind of do the cookie cutter life. I was wanted to go to a good university and get a really good job. And, and then when I started skiing, it gave me a confidence and, and sort of a, a sense of fulfillment that I had never experienced before. You know, just like any angsty teenager, you're looking for something that inspires you and that, you know, really, really gives you some good, you know, you're looking for a passion. And, and all of a sudden, here's a sport that came into my life sort of unexpectedly. 
that I really had no desire to do it, you know, earlier in my life. And all of a sudden, bam, it gave me such a sense of self-worth, uh, confidence. It inspired me. It just made me happy, like genuine happiness. And that was the feeling I was chasing was just that waking up in the morning and having a smile on your face. And I knew that feeling is what I wanted. You know, I could just be flipping burgers my whole life as long as it meant that I was skiing. And I was okay with that. And still to this day, you know, now that's that's carried over into other things like riding motorcycles. That's kind of what has kept me doing it is it's all passion driven. It's not driven by the opportunity to succeed. It's just to be happy. I mean, there is literally no roadmap for how to do this. It's not like go to college, get your degree, and then you have job. It's, it is so wild west out here, especially for women. And it's pretty hard for women to make a career out of this. Um, and so, yeah, my mother was just heartbroken. She wanted me to go to college and, and you know, and be successful in, in that way. My dad just has always just been like, it's your life. I trust you, you know, just don't do something stupid, which was actually the perfect advice. And then, uh, so my mom was heartbroken when I walked into, so I dropped out of college. That didn't help. And I went for a whole two months <laughs> and then was like, nope, this isn't for me. I want to go skiing. Uh, my mother's heartbroken when we're sitting in the office signing the papers that I'm leaving. And then, so that sucked for her. And then <laughs> I got the Powder Magazine cover though. And she was like, okay, well, I see something. I see something, but then, you know, it's like, but are you making money, Kaylin? I'm like, no. And so I became a wildland firefighter in the summer to help uh, pay for my winters. And so she's like, oh, government career. Mm, okay, so this is, there's longevity here. And so I did that for a few summers. And then when I was like, hey, I'm going to quit being a firefighter again, broken heart. She's like, but Kaylin, there's like retirement packages and, you know, you'll be able to have a living. And I'm like, but mom, I don't like it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't like it. I don't, doesn't make me happy. And, and so that was another moment. But when I signed that contract with Solomon, finally, she was like, okay, my daughter, you know, she just wants the best for me make sure that I have food on the table and a roof over my head. So once, once that was signed, she was actually very proud of me. And she was like, I never understood what the hell you were doing, but it looks like it worked. I have a slightly different story. I've always been a little jealous of, you know, the kind of generational Harley owners and, and people that they're, oh, my grandpa rode one and great grandpa rode one. And I am the first generation Harley rider and owner in my family. Um, but the seed was definitely planted when I was young because of my dad. So like I said, I was a tomboy um, and we grew up wrenching together and um, he bought me my first car, which was a 1974 CJ5 that didn't run so we spent the summer fixing it together and and he had an old uh honda like sport bike so that was about the only slight taste of motorcycles that i got um i rode on the back of it once my mother was appalled made him sell it you know that was it um but i always always loved things that went fast i loved engines i loved gasoline i loved diesel i loved you know all that good stuff and i wanted to be a race car driver uh when i was you know younger and so that seed was definitely planted um but then once I went down the ski bomb road, I mean, I can barely afford a meal, let alone a motorcycle. And so um, I knew I wanted one eventually, but I had to had to you know make some money first. But as time went on, um, I, I did a really, really big, I was always making excuses as to why, you know, I couldn't do it. It was like, oh, it sounds really hard. I've never ridden a motorcycle. Like, how do I even start? You know, and, and making up all these excuses and, and I went on a 18-day solo um, backpacking trip 
and I put down 270 miles by myself in my own head, which gives you a lot of time to think and process things. And, and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And at the end of it, I was like, you know what? If I can do that, I sure as hell can get my motorcycle license. I went home and I started doing the research on it and I found the Harley, the Riding Academy and was like, oh, okay, wait. So my friend had just done it and she's like, yeah, you just sign up and then you take your test and you have your license and you're done. And so I signed up for it and then I started looking at motorcycles and I found this awesome 1993 FXR for sale in Colorado and it was within my budget. And so I bought it, uh, grabbed a U-Haul the next day, went out and picked it up. And the guy, you know, I see it. I'm like, it's like perfect. It's sold. I'm, I, it's my bike. I will definitely get this. I hadn't even taken the course yet, let alone still didn't even know how to ride a motorcycle. And, and so, and this guy's like, oh, do you want to test drive it? And I like, I look at my wrist, like I'm wearing a watch, which I wasn't. And I was like, oh no, you know, I, I, I got to get going. I trust you. I'm sure it's fine. You know, um, like I, I just got to hit the road. I got to get home. And he's like, okay, well, yeah, just go ahead and load it up onto the trailer and, and uh, it's yours. And I turned to him, I'm like, do you mind loading it on the trailer for me? <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, yeah, sure. And, and, and so he loads it up on the trailer for me. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. And But he did have a sweet thing. He said, he looked at me and and he had a little glint in his eyes because, you know, it's his baby. And, and he was like, I have a good feeling this bike is going to a good home, that it's going to get used. And, and I, he gave me a big hug and sent me on my way. And so then I uh, got home with it, you know, my buddy helped load it into the garage for me. And then it just sat in the garage until I took my, the rider's course, took the rider's course, passed with fine colors. It was awesome. I had a great time. But then, you know, these were all the, the bikes at the academy with all the, the roll bars, crash bars on them. And, and I get home, I'm like, I'm going to ride my FXR. And then I look at this like shiny FXR in the garage. And I was, it took me a week because I'm by myself. Like, I don't have anyone to help me here. So the first step was just rolling it down the driveway. <laughs> and then I would just like ride circles around the neighborhood. And then I went to the elementary school in the parking lot and I would like ride circles there. And the next big step was like, oh, I made it to the gas station. And then, oh, I, I went to the store and oop, I, I, I rode through another neighborhood and I just branched out from there. And and then uh, I one day my uh, a, a friend of mine who was actually really helpful with my riding He's like, hey, let's go ride up to Guardsman Pass, which is a very sort of popular ride that everyone does here in Salt Lake. And I was like, okay, I'm like I can do this, I can do this. So, so we start going up. It's a twisting canyon, and he's like, we can turn around at any point, you know, don't worry. I'm like, okay. Um, and and so we start riding up, and I'm going so slow, but just like slowly going up the canyon, going up, and I make it to the pass. And I hop off my bike and I'm jumping for joy and I'm so excited. After that, you know, hit the freeways. A month later, I went on my first solo trip down to Southern Utah, you know, by myself and went on a ride. And, and from then on out, um, you know, that next summer, uh, F, the FXR blew. Her and I put down uh, 25,000 miles together in a summer. Uh, so the camera, the camera's really kind of fun because I, um, I had done two summers of wildland firefighting and I was planning to pursue it as a full-time career um, before skiing took off for me. Um, but before I was going to do that, I wanted to take one summer off before 
you know, every summer turned into smoky wildland firefighting. And I, I took a, a summer off and I only had $5,000 in my bank account. And I spent half of that on a new camera and then just told myself, I want to wake up in a tent as much as possible. So I did that. So I just like hit the road and I was camping everywhere and backpacking and hiking and just taking photos of everything. And this is roughly when Instagram was really starting to take off. And so I was just posting for fun. I, you know, the social media influencer thing hadn't really started yet. Um, so I was, I was just posting photos of all my adventures, my summer of love, I like to call it. And people started following and they started taking note and they liked my photos and they were inspired by my adventures. And that really motivated me to keep going and, and, and keep posting this stuff. And with that came, you know, uh, getting better at photos. And I was lucky to, to be in front of the lens a lot. So I was asking photographers, you know, Hey, what about this? And what about that? And what do you look for? And, and sort of taught myself and had people helping me. And it was just a really nice way to document my travels. I wanted to just share them with the world. And little did I know that this platform was going to take off the way that it did. And I was, you know, really grateful that I was able to keep doing it. And make a career out of it that people want to see this stuff and so I was like you know I might just keep going down this path and so I called my captain was like I'm gonna roll the dice here and try a different job you know thank you for the opportunity and um, he was really supportive and you know my poor mother was once again heartbroken and <laughs> um, yeah it ended up really working out well I was able to combine my passion of outdoor adventure and stuff and tie in the photography element you know, get lucky with the social media, and here we are. Really simple, nothing crazy, but I would love to ride through Norway. I would love to just do a big, long, like just month in Norway. Uh, pretty much full Scandinavian, so I would love to kind of go back to, to where my ancestors came from and um, see my Viking heritage, and I really want to experience the culture that, that I'm from. And then on top of that, the roads are amazing. I mean, it's just a twisting mecca of chaos through the fjords, over the ocean. I mean, they literally built roads that just like go across the ocean. And um, so it just looks mesmerizing. I mean, again, it combines that, that outdoor that we all, that, you know, we all love that I love and the motorcycling and you can bring it together. Plus you can camp anywhere in Norway, as long as it's not within a hundred feet of private property. So that's sweet. So it's like, oh, this place, I mean, this place, it just delivers everything, but it is also very cushy. I mean, it's, uh, you know, everything is squeaky clean and well taken care of. And, you know, you, if you find yourself in a pickle, it's pretty easy to get out of it. Um, I really want to start diving into uh, Central and South America once COVID goes away <laughs> um, to Central and South America. I've never been to Africa. Um, I'd love to tour through Asia you know, and especially with, uh, you know, maybe getting more into the the uh, adventure bike scene, you know, because you guys are coming out with a fancy Pan Am. You know, I would really love to just see people challenging themselves and seeing more people on motorcycles just because of how fulfilling they are in your life and, you know, how much they've done for me and the people that I've talked to, the people in this community. Um... I just want to bring more people into that fold because it really does, really does make your life a lot better. As simple as that sounds, it's, it's, it's a way to 
to get a sense of community and to find this tribe, to find a part of yourself, to connect with a machine. You know, it's our it's our new version of the Wild West. It's our new version of exploration and, and being cowboys, you know, and and I think there's a lot of people out there looking for something beyond just the norm, beyond just the everyday grind and and riding a motorcycle, whether that's just, you know, down to your local pub or up a canyon somewhere nearby or across the entire country or across the seas. It it doesn't matter. There's there's something about Harleys or something about motorcycles that that brings your life to another level and and brings your joy and your happiness to another level. And I'm hoping I can just see more people on it, especially people that maybe are struggling or having you know even identity issues that's how I fell in love with skiing and fell in love with motorcycles you know I'm like who am I what what am I about and and these are the things that that gave me that sense of self-worth and so I would love to just see more people more women more men you name it on on motorcycles and and continue growing this tribe